Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, listeners, and welcome back for the second message on 1 Corinthians on church and why we go to church. Last week, we heard that we don't go to church for the awesome architecture, incredible music, or funny pastor. We go to church to hear the cross of Jesus Christ proclaimed. This may have led you to wonder, if I'm going to church to hear about the message of Jesus Christ, this must be a powerful message indeed. Well, today, my friends, I'll tell you that it is a life-changing message of wisdom and power. But, if you're not familiar with Christianity, this message will be remarkably different from anything that you might expect to hear. Our meditation today is taken from 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18 through 31. Let's read those words together. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us the wisdom from God, That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. The Apostle Paul was one of the first men who proclaimed this message. In a letter he wrote to the church in Corinth, Paul warned the church that the gospel message of Jesus Christ wasn't going to receive rave reviews on social media. The message of the cross of Jesus Christ was unexpected strange, and even offensive. It wasn't the type of message people were looking for. People of those days were looking for their version of wisdom and power. Let me explain. On the one hand, there were the Greeks. They were looking for the wisdom that would change the world. Philosophers would present their ideas of how the world was ordered and structured and use this knowledge to order and structure their own life. Much like a powerful TED Talk today would be shared all over social media. 
So the wisdom presented by philosophers was tested, it was liked, and it was shared throughout the Greek cities. On the other hand, there were those who were enamored by signs of power. The Jewish people were looking for a man who would powerfully overthrow the Roman Empire and establish a mighty Jewish state. They were looking for a king who inspired people, rallied armies, and conquered victoriously. Many today are still searching for these two things. Wisdom to order your life well, hence the Ten Steps to Make Your Life Better books, and power to conquer anything that stands in your way. Maybe this is what you think church is for, to give you a better life now. In your search for wisdom, you've checked out every self-help book, watched every TED Talk, read every inspiring social media message, but you still can't seem to find good harmony in your life. So you decide, perhaps I should try going to church. Maybe that's where I'll find something worth trying and sharing. Or maybe you think you know how to order your life. Instead, you need the power to carry it out. For you, it seems like one person or situation always seems to sideswipe your best laid plans and you're powerless to control the circumstances. You're in search for true power. These are often two expectations when people come to church, wisdom to live life right and power to carry it out. Jesus Christ is the wisdom and power of God, says Paul, but not as you might expect. The message of the cross of Jesus Christ is in stark contrast to the prevailing desire for wisdom and power. What is the message preached by Paul and the message you should expect to hear in church? The central message of Jesus Christ is the message of a criminal on the cross who didn't deserve to die, but nevertheless allowed himself to be hung on the cross. Oh, he could have eloquently presented his case in court, wowed the judge and jury with his crowd-pleasing closing arguments, he would have been acquitted, and the ancient Greek philosophers would have hailed him as a titan of articulate logic and philosophy. He could have, because Jesus Christ was the very wisdom of God, but he didn't. In fact, the words you might expect from the wisdom of God weren't heard in his defense. Like sheep, before his shears is dumb, he was silent and opened not his mouth. Oh, he could have broken free from his captors, conquered his enemies, established his right to rule, and ruled with a scepter that tolerated no challenge to his rule. He could have, because he commanded thousands of heavenly hosts. But he didn't. The power you might expect from the Son of Almighty God, with thousands of angels at his command, was never displayed. No, Instead, Jesus Christ humbled himself, allowed himself to be mocked, whipped, spat upon, and led away to be crucified. Arriving at Golgotha, Jesus Christ embraced the most painful and shameful execution that could be carried out in the Roman era, death on a cross. Such a message doesn't seem very attractive, kneeling at the cross of Jesus Christ. To Paul's contemporaries, this message would have been embarrassing and offensive. No person would trust a man on a cross. 
No self-respecting person would look to a man on a cross for salvation. To even discuss this cross was offensive and shameful. Why would the wisdom and power of God, Jesus Christ, allow himself to be crucified in this way? The answer is that Jesus Christ wasn't living life for himself. He was living and dying for you. That's why he denied himself and embraced the life that you deserved. He died on a cross accepting the punishment that you deserve for your sin. He did this to endear the shame that you should have experienced as all your dirty secrets were published for everyone to see. He did this so that you could be forgiven by God. This is the message of the cross of Christ. In living his life this way, Jesus Christ revealed the fullness of the wisdom and power of God. Through living his life as a sacrifice for others, he lived a life of true wisdom, unselfish love. He revealed the power of God that died so as to free others from the grip of sin and death. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and also to you and I today, calling us to believe in Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. If you believe in Jesus Christ, humble yourself before the cross of Christ and accept his work. For many, such a message is hard to accept. Kneel at the cross of a criminal? No thanks. I'll find something that looks a little more wise and powerful. The church in Corinth was strongly tempted to supplement their message with something that would feel good when they shared it in the marketplace. They wanted to supplement the message with the world's ideas of wisdom, thinking this might make them look just a little less foolish. Just like the early church struggled with perceiving the wisdom and power in such a message, churches today might be tempted to supplement the message. We might be tempted to wow people with eloquence, entertain people with music, show to the world that yes, we truly are wise and powerful. But when this is done, we deny the work of God in the cross of Christ. The power of God is revealed in a person that has been raised to life so that you also might be raised. The Apostle Paul, preacher of this message, wrote to the early church in Corinth saying, Don't be fooled into thinking that the message as it stands doesn't have power. The wisdom and power revealed in Jesus Christ is far more powerful than the wisdom of the world. Jesus Christ reveals the power of love, God's love. The good news teaches you and I the only way to wise and powerful living is to acknowledge that we can't do it ourselves. Recognizing this, we give up on our own efforts of pursuing wisdom and power and humble ourselves before the cross of Jesus Christ. Then we will find true wisdom and power at work the very wisdom and power of God to change us and make us new. To his name be the glory. I pray that you will return next week to hear the third part of this series. <laughs>